Guess what? You found it. It's the iPhone Photo Show, the number one iPhone podcast about photography on the interwebs. My name is Scott Bourne. I am your host, along with my co-host, Mr. Jefferson Graham. How are you doing, Jeff? I am feeling great. It's going to be an interesting day because we're going to talk about something that has, and I'm going to use this word carefully, infected me. Uh, and that is toy photography. <laughs> and it turns out that you can use an iPhone to do toy photography. And I'm going to talk about that. And because I think it's important that we're honest, I'm going to talk about where it doesn't work to use an iPhone. And I got some tips and it's going to be great. But before we get into all that, I do want to mention that this show is sponsored by Platypod. Go to platypod.com. There are a myriad of all sorts of tools that you could use with your iPhone or any other camera for that matter to help you get better photography established and you don't need a tripod. That's the whole deal there. Larry has been very generous to the show. Before he was a sponsor, he gave us prizes. He still gives us prizes. He loves photography and photographers and we're grateful for his support. We hope that you'll let him know you're grateful for it too, because that helps us do the show. Do we have any news, Jeff? Well, it's not exactly news, but it's something that I think is would be of interest to every every person listening to the show, uh, horizon levels. Okay, so uh, one of our iPhone photo team members got roasted unfairly i felt but he got roasted for having a horizon line that was a little bit off uh in his photo and you know the easiest 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 fix for this is in the apple photos app and in adobe lightroom mobile as well and, and a bunch of other apps but it's just so easy you open up your photo in the in the photos app you click on crop and there's a little tool there a little slider that goes straighten and you go go left or right and you get it fixed really quickly i know that horizons are something that bugs scott and <laughs> they do bug, bug other people too but it's never been easier never yeah the only reason it bugs me is because i have had countless conversations with editors who have rejected my photos way back in the early days when i started and didn't pay enough attention to the horizon line, but it's an easy thing to fix and there's guides you can use to do it. So I'm glad you mentioned that. We're starting off with not news, but a tip. I do want to say that um, there is a piece of news I'm familiar with and I don't know how accurate it is, but there was a report by one of those guys that has three names who's very reliable supposedly on iPhone stuff saying that the new iPhone 14 camera lenses are having problems and they're switching manufacturers to make sure that they can release the new phone in time. There's a, a note that the phone lenses crack, which would not be a good thing. Hmm. But Apple had a backup plan and had already been looking for a new manufacturer to take up the slack. Allegedly, they're moving things over there. Now, whether any of this is true, we don't know, but it's reported by you know, people who generally are in the know. So you might, might want to take a look at that. I don't know that I want to be the very first iPhone 14 owner, Jeff, just in case. 
Well, my reaction to that is that the phones are usually out by September 25th. You'll be listening to this show the first week of August. And that's not much time to switch manufacturers and to get 200 million or 50 million or 20 million or whatever of these babies made in a month. You know, I'm I'm not thinking they're going to be on time this year, Jeff. I could be wrong, but there's just too many too many cards in the deck are stacked against them. We have the pandemic, which is resurging around the world. We have supply chain issues still. We have boats backed up at ports still. I don't know. I think it's going to be a tough, a tough assignment to get the phones in people's hands. I think we're much more likely to hear the phone is coming. Here it is. Yeah. You can't buy one for a couple of months. I, I could be wrong, but I hope I'm wrong. All right. But I, th- I think that's what we're going to see. All right. Well, whatever. I just can't wait for an iPhone 14 Max Pro. Is it Pro Max? Yeah, either one. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait for it. But I And I want to talk to you about toys and some of the amazing stuff that you've been posting. And just remind everybody, we're, I'm going to announce the winner of our July photo contest after we talk about toys. So start off, Scott, by, uh, I mean, these are moody, well-lit um, scenes out of a science fiction movie. I mean, they're just unbelievable. And again, go to the iPhone photo team and check out Scott's work. Scott, how did you decide, hey, you know what? I think I'll start taking pictures of toys. It's a long story, but I'll make it as short as I can. When the pandemic started and I couldn't go photograph birds because I couldn't travel, I just decided to build a photography studio in my home and start photographing my guitar collection. Those of us who have guitars love them and I love photographing mine and I photographed all 25 of my bases and people seem to enjoy it. And I did it, you know, mostly as a learning exercise. I wanted to learn how to do product photography product photography and I and I felt like I did a pretty good job. I even licensed some of the images. So I have all this studio stuff laying around and you know I've had some health problems lately and my circumstances have changed and I had two big jobs in Europe working on films about birds that got canceled because of COVID and I'm like okay I have to take pictures. I have to take. I have to do something with photography for myself to stand being alive, and I have always had an affinity for science fiction in particular, Star Wars in particular, and I have a couple of little figures and doodads I had collected along the way. And I was moving stuff around and saw the box of them. I said, you know, I'm going to try photographing these things. So I started getting into it. Started doing research online, and I found out. It's a thing, Jeff. Photographing action figures is a real thing. Okay. Lots of people do it. And some people do it very well. And then I got to realizing how much of a thing it is and how different it is from my bird photography because you've been with me as a bird photography guru and you know how I do it. We set up and we wait. We don't control anything. We just kind of get a sense of what we're going to do. And the birds show or they don't, and there we are. But in this situation, I control everything. I control the set. I control the characters. I control the light. 
So I really, it just, it just took over me like an infection. I don't know. It just, it became, I became addicted to it immediately. I started set building, which by the way, may be my favorite part of the whole process. I have to build sets like they do in a movie set. And then I got to light it. And then I got to have a theme and a story. And it just turns out that my affinity for all these characters, and because I do happen to be one of those geeks that knows the back story of most of these shows, and I've read the books, watched the movies, and um, been interested in all this stuff actually since I was a kid in terms of comic books, I started photographing action figures. So now most of our audience became aware of these things through television and movies, but you and I are of a generation. My my first exposure to superheroes was in comic books. Did you ever read comic books? I did. Ten cents. Yeah, I I could afford those. So I had a pretty serious comic book collection, which unfortunately got burned up in a fire when I was a kid. But I really got into Thor long before there was a movie. There was a comic book and Superman and Batman, all that stuff. So I decided to use those iconic images from the comic books. It turns out the great thing about Google is that you can go on and get a look at any comic books cover you want, even an old one. And I started getting some ideas from these and said, hey, that's inspiring. Maybe I'll try something like that. So I basically set about to start recreating some of them and then not so much recreating, but using them as inspiration to do something different. And I found that these characters, I tend to photograph mostly what we call 112 scale figures, meaning they are one twelfth of the size of an average human. I also just started one sixth scale. Those are much more expensive toys, three, four, five hundred dollars. So I don't have a lot of those. But uh, I just thought, you know, these are small characters, and I'm working in tight quarters. I thought this will be perfect for the iPhone. So I started using the iPhone to make some pictures, and I have all sorts, as you know, gadgets to to put my iPhone on, and this is where my platypod came in. I could put lights on the platypod. And now if you have a six-inch LED light, Jeff, and you're lighting a six-inch tall figure, that's a big, beautiful softbox as far as that figure's concerned. <laughs> well, the paint a picture now. So you're, you're doing a, a, a picture of Darth Vader, and it's very dark and moody. And uh, right in front of you is the action figure, and you have built a set. What's the set? Uh, in this case, the set was a, a a special concrete floor that's basically just cardboard that's printed to look like that. I used a white muslin background, and I backlit uh, two photos of Darth that did pretty good on my site. A lot of people liked him. And he's in silhouette because I thought, this is a character who's so iconic I can just post a silhouette of him. Everybody will know who he is. So the light is on the background, not on the subject. And I know a lot about lighting, so I just set it up like that. And I moved in. Now, and what, what kind of lights were you using? Oh, I have so many. I have Loom Cubes. I have B-Scripts. I have a lot of lights from B&H. B&H house brand, folks. If you want to do stuff and save a little bit of money, but have exactly the same quality, in my opinion, of a lot of the big name lights. Buy the B&H House stuff. It's really good. 
I have a, a whole bunch of lights from B&H, including uh, an 18-inch LED light that would be the, the equivalent of having a a 16-foot box on a movie set. It, it's really amazing. And I just, I just started putting into practice all the things that I know about light. So lighting angle, uh, you know, fall off, all that kind of stuff. And, and, what, and these are shot on an iPhone. Well, not all of them. That's what I was about to get. Yeah. So the strength of the iPhone is because these are small characters in small spaces, there are literally times when if I wanted to, I can't use my Sony camera because I can't fit it on the set. It won't work. So that's where the iPhone's perfect. And in fact, because it's so lightweight, in a lot of cases, I'm actually hanging the iPhone down from, uh, you know, a, a boom arm that you usually put a microphone on. I'm actually using that to steady the iPhone. But there are two problems with the iPhone in this kind of work, and they're the same problems I've talked about forever. In very low light, the pictures are just too noisy. And if I need to print big, and I do for a couple of people, because believe it or not, a couple of people already commissioned some pictures from me. I didn't, I didn't even solicit it. It just happened. I, you just can't print really, really big in low light because the sensors are so small. So with those exceptions, I'm, I'm uh, having to go to the Sony stuff for that. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, the iPhone's perfect because here's what's really great. I got some tips, in fact, where the iPhone really can work out. First of all, my standard tip, use a tripod and make sure you treat your iPhone like a real camera. Jeff and I both say this all the time, but it bears repeating. And then something that's kind of fun is use the ultra-wide lens on the iPhone and stick the iPhone right up on the character. That's where it really starts to get interesting. You couldn't do it with a standard mirrorless or DSLR because the close focusing distance just won't work. But fortunately on the iPhone, it does. So we do that. I do want to suggest the other part of this story is that Kelby One, who is not a sponsor, but you know we were friends with Scott, Eric Kuna had a class on Boris Effect Optics 2022. I I know that's a special effects software that's used in the movie business. So I thought I'll take the class. Turns out it's my most fun experience in post-processing ever. I can make anything I want happen to these pictures in post. But when you're using the iPhone, the problem is they the, the pictures don't edit so well because there's not a lot of information. So then I started learning how to do practical effects, meaning I got a thing that was actually designed, believe it or not, to, to unplug toilets <laughs> that uses a big burst of air. I spray that on the air on some rocks to create, you know, dust and take a picture. You know, it's really fun. You get to be innovative and think about stuff. I also found out that portrait mode works really good, especially if you're just photographing one character because it gives you all those fun effects that we all know about. You can play with the different setups. Uh, if you want to do action shots, which I do with explosions and such like that, it is best to work outdoors with bright light and shoot in burst mode. Using all of these tricks, I can get the you know professional results with the iPhone. No problem at all. And um, it's it's inspiring to just see how much you can do with it. And okay. I, th I think it's great because a lot of people are used to getting into different kinds of photography, Jeff, where they have to start.
by buying all sorts of gear. You know, everybody that's listening to this show has an iPhone, it's just, at least we assume. Uh, You've got everything you need to get started. This show would be pretty boring if you didn't have an iPhone. <laughs> right? Um, you started a website to show off your toy photography. I actually have two. I have a Medium site where I'm writing about the experience, which is medium.com at fig photos, F-I-G-P-H-O-T-O-S. And then I'm posting the pictures over at Flickr, which is uh, flickr.com, figphotos.com. And I'll have links to those in the show notes. And people can look at it and see if they like them or not. And I'm okay if they don't. I don't have any ego invested in this. I'm doing this just for fun, although I have gotten a couple of jobs already from it. But it's the first time, Jeff, and this is this is where the joy comes for me. It's the first time in my life where I've just literally done something strictly for fun. Most people that listen to our show, you know, think about maybe turning pro. I've been a pro. That was my first job. So this is actually my first time doing photography just for fun. And it turns out I'm kind of jealous of everybody that got to do photography just for fun all their lives because I missed out. And I'm I'm like a little kid again. Toys are joy. I mean, it's hard to be mad. It's hard to have a bad attitude. It's hard to be disgruntled when you're playing with Star Wars figures. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I will say I've taken some ridicule, but what's new? Nothing. That's nothing new about that. You know, an old man playing with toys. I don't care. I actually think this is where we're we're at our best. The beginner's mind is the most powerful tool we have watch little kids play with some toys they don't care that spider-man doesn't belong in a star wars setup they'll do it and and they come up with the most creative things and i'm taking inspiration from watching videos of kids play with toys and going my god that's brilliant it's just so much fun and there's been a lot of people write to me and say wow this is really cool i didn't know you could do this so you're limited only by your own creativity. I will say that my knowledge of lighting has helped because I treat these characters as if they were humans and I light them the same way. So you have to, you know, I know all about broad light, short light, butterfly light, Rembrandt light, split light. Take time to learn this stuff. It's all available on YouTube to learn it. In fact, search Tony Corbell. He's an, he's one of the old guys like me, but he's the master of lighting. Uh, you know, watch what he does with light. Or even go further, go back to Dean Collins. He did some old YouTube stuff on lighting that just has informed everything I've done. And I just applied all this stuff. And what really got me some attention was I did some pictures of Grogu, which is the child in The Mandalorian. And I got thousands of views on these pictures, which is just insane to me. So, you know, there's a little kid in all of this, Jeff. And I've just decided that the rest of my life, I'm going to experience my little kid. And I don't really care if people make fun of me for it. And I think you have to be willing to be made fun of to be successful at anything. Well, I think it's okay. You know, I'm known for ordering the same thing for lunch whenever I travel. You know what that is, right? It's a grilled cheese sandwich. Yes. Because sure. I'm a little kid, and I and, and I don't mind. And and if I can't get that, I'll have pizza. Uh, I have one question for you, which is, what's a fig photo? Okay, so fig photos is the name I came up with because I'm photographing action figures. 
So it's fig photos. It's as in action figure. Okay. Um, let, let's go from one award winner to another. You know, every month on the iPhone photo team, we have a contest for best photo of the month. And July is now behind us. So do you, can you give me a drum roll? That's best I can do. Rita Augustine. She is a new member of the iPhone photo team. She lives in Southern California um, in Orange County, and she got a really, really nice picture of the wedge. Now, Scott, do you know what the wedge is? I'm not sure. The wedge is the uh, it's the notorious. Uh, infamous place in Southern California for having the biggest waves at any time of the year. It's in, it's actually in Newport beach. It's a section that gets cut off a lot because the waves are so humongous. And um, was it this week or last week? Last week, the waves were at their peak. They, um, where I live, they were huge, but they were huger in uh, Newport beach. And so she got, and they were so huge that it's really hard to to surf on them. I'm not giving you my experience because I've never surfed, but I've talked to enough people that tell you how hard it is. And she got the perfect shot of the waves, just giant and gorgeous, and a surfer riding and mastering the wave on an iPhone. Speaking of sports and photography, as we did last week, um, not an easy thing to do to stop the action unless you, you're really good at it and you, you hit burst mode. So she did a great job, and she wins. Uh, our contest winner of the month. Tell her what she's going to get, Scott. Well, she's going to get a bunch of stuff um, that she can use from Peak Design. Four different little pieces. I will have a picture of it in, in the show notes, but it's little clips and stuff for carrying your camera. And Peak Design is obviously a very successful company. And uh, this is like worth over $100, this stuff. So all I need from her is her shipping address so please send us your information to iphone photoshow at gmail.com and we'll get you your prize and next month we're going to go back to giving away something from loom cube a place that makes wonderful lights which by the way i use often in my toy photography they are amazing the quality on these little led lights these days blows my mind it's the best time I can think of in the world to be a photographer, Jeff. The equipment is so good. There's hardly anything that's bad anymore. It's all good. And uh, I'm just happy to see people. The, the pictures we see on the site continue to blow me away. If I'm not in the best mood, I'll actually just run over to iPhonePhotoTeam.com and start looking through those pictures and go, wow, that was made on an iPhone. Yeah, it's, and, it's, and, and especially look out for Mal McCann, who is one of the great photographers who posts on our site all the time, and he gives us a view of Ireland that is just knock your socks off. I happen to think Mal McCann is one of the best photographers working today, and this gives you an idea of just how cool our site is. He's publishing on our site, and he's one of the top guys. I, I really want to go back to Ireland now. Having seen his photos, I doubt I'll be able to, given the world's circumstances. But, man, he's good. And he's not the only one. We have some great people. And what's really fun, Jeff, is I've taken some time. We had a couple of people email us that were just literally saying, I've never taken a serious picture in my life. What should I do? 
And because I had some free time, I told him to give me a call. And we spent 20, 30 minutes on the phone. And I've watched some of these people blossom. They're really doing well. So I want you to know this is how invested I personally am in this show, in our site, iPhone Photo Team. I'm not always able to do this, but if you really need help, I'll talk to you on the phone, talk you through it. I've been doing photography for 50 years now and uh, just had a birthday. So it's 50 years I've been at this. I might know a thing or two that can help you and I'll talk to you on the phone. Whatever it takes to make you happy as a listener of the iPhone photo show and a member of our iPhone photo team, I'm willing to do it if I can. Uh, you know, I'll do it too, but just email me first. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, let's, let's do picks of the week. Uh, well, actually, let's remind everybody that this, this show was brought to you by our friends at Platypod. And um, we're, we'll be talking more about Platypod in the coming weeks. And you actually picked a Platypod last week because it was on sale. What are you picking this week? I am picking the coolest smartphone sand I've ever seen. It does happen to be from our friends at B&H. B&H is not a sponsor of the show, although I'd like that to change, by the way, hint, hint, uh, if you're listening B&H. The Robus, and I'll put this in the show notes, you know, everything has a model number, SPCS-001 Smartphone Tripod Adapter and Stand. It's 80 bucks. That's a little expensive for a tripod adapter and stand. But once you see this one, you'll understand why. It has amazing utility. You can clamp it into any existing Arca Swiss ball head. And there's a lot of things that you can do that with that cost less. But it has the ability to add something to it. It can stand on its own. It's extremely sturdy. It's very adaptable. I'll have a link to it in the show notes. It is 80 bucks. It is, it is hands down the best smartphone tripod adapter I have ever seen. And I've seen most of them. So uh, that's my pick. I highly recommend it. All right. So this morning I was taking a walk with a friend of mine, and she was telling me that for food photography, she has a food blog. For food photography, she doesn't take pictures on her uh, Canon camera anymore. She shoots them all on the iPhone, and uh, people are always amazed at her work, so she says. And uh, the secret to her iPhone photography are presets that she uses in Lightroom. I said, Lightroom Mobile or Lightroom on the computer? She says, no, Lightroom Mobile. And I said, well, come on the show and tell everybody about it. She says, no, I, I don't want to reveal trade secrets. So I want to keep it to myself. Well, sorry, uh, presets <laughs> presets are, are out there. It's an industry. It's well known. Uh, and I started looking up uh, Lightroom Mobile uh, presets and good old Adobe is giving them away. And we're gonna have a link in the show notes. They've got a whole bunch. And you know, basically a preset will give you a, a basic look to, to your photo and you do not have to do the sliders. Uh, I'm a manual person, uh, I'm more into manual, but uh, I'll take the presets, why not? They're free. So that's my pick and that link will be in the show notes. You know, I happen to think presets are amazing and I love to look at presets as a starting point for me, Jeff. Now, sometimes presets good enough, I just leave it alone. I like to use, because I'm, I've been a video guy lately, LUTs, lookup tables that are dialed in based on certain movies. Like I've created a LUT that looks like the movie Aliens. 
And if I want that look, I can just click a button and apply it via preset. So don't be ashamed of presets. Whenever I hear people say that doing things the hard way somehow makes it better, I go, nope, nope. Professionals want to do things the easy way because they want to get on to the next thing. So thank you for that, that recommendation. I will check it out. And we hope that you find all of our recommendations helpful. But you know what? If you don't or you think we're missing something or you have another idea that we should take a look at, please send us an email, iPhonePhotoshow at gmail.com. We read every email carefully. If you have a suggestion on A, presets, B, things we should give away, C, people we should interview, D, picks of the week, E, what you think of our breath, it doesn't matter. Send us an email. All right. I'll look forward to that. Meanwhile, speaking of email, Scott, tell everybody how to find you. Well, you could send me an email, scottandscottborn.com, but the uh, best way to find me is probably over on Twitter or on Flickr. And I am figphotos.com, F-I-G-P-H-O-T-O-S-D-O-T-C-O-M. I'll have that in the show notes so you don't have to worry about it. If you follow me on Flickr, I promise to follow you back. All right. And of course, Scott's also at the iPhonePhotoTeam.com where he is uh, uh, commenting on people's photos and offering tips and tricks. And I'm there as well. I'm also on Instagram and Twitter at Jefferson Graham. Check out my PhotoWalks TV series on YouTube, youtube.com slash TV, where this week we'll be in the Mission District concluding my four-part San Francisco series. So please watch. I have, I, I have to say this. You've got to watch Jeff's Photo Walks TV, folks. It is brilliantly done. He makes me wish I could travel to all these places all the time. And he also knows where all the best food is in every city. So, so please watch. If nothing else, the best grilled cheese. Thank you, yeah. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's say goodbye to everybody. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, don't forget to check us out at the iPhone Photo Team. And uh, we'll see you next week next Friday. Take care.